Welcome to Courage and Spice. This is the podcast for humans with self-doubt. I'll share evidence-based resources and teach you proven coaching tools to help you transcend your self-doubt. I'm Sass Petherick, a master coach and founder of the Self-Belief Coaching Academy. I'm so glad you're here. Let's do this. Well, hello there. It's really nice to be in your ear holes. This is going to be the last new episode before a summer break. I'm going to be back in a few months with some amazing guests and some really cool new episodes. And I just want to let you know that in September, we're going to be opening enrollment for Self-Belief School. So you may have heard me talking about this a little bit on the podcast. This is a group coaching program. It's like nothing else you've ever seen. We're going to have a 12-week core program to support you to make sense of and heal the root causes of your self-doubt and cultivate really robust and grounded self-belief. So this is a mix of quite intimate small group work with a self-belief coach. You'll have access to one coach just for you. You'll also get coaching with me. This is based on 10 years of research. I've worked with hundreds of people over the last decade to develop a real best of breed evidence-based toolkit for you. I want to really help you to navigate through your self-doubt wherever it's showing up in your career, your relationships and friendships in your business, in your creativity. Self-belief school is about creating a life you like, something that is full of meaning and fulfillment and pride and joy. It's freaking awesome. I'm so excited to invite you in to play and you can sign up to be notified when we open enrollment. The link is in the show notes and for those of you who have your phones handy, you can just go to selfbelief.school backslash class and just scroll to the end of the page and you'll be able to sign up to get notification. This episode is a kind of check-in on my word of the year. Remember those? You might have had one too. So back in episode 95 or 96, I talked about why I wanted to choose disappointment as my word of the year. So I really wanted to play with disappointment in 2022 because I've come to know that this is the psychological risk that I'm most sensitive to. So it's what my self-doubt is always trying to protect me from. It finds a squillion ways to say to me, don't do that, you might be disappointed. Now, when I look into this closely, it has completely understandable root causes. So I grew up in a house where the adults were sometimes disappointing, right? They didn't really want or know how to be adults. And so I took on a lot of responsibility on my shoulders as a kid. And the impact of that has been that I've spent most of my life trying to avoid being disappointed by others and being disappointing myself. So I've used loads of tactics to do this. Mostly I've just been a real control freak. I've, I'm great at fresh starts. I'm pretty good at hiding from good things just in case they go wrong. And these have all been ways that I've just found worked to protect myself from disappointment. 
But I know consciously that I'm still trying to protect myself. I still have that urge to keep myself safe from disappointment. So it's kind of an illusion of safety. And I really wanted to spend this year practicing getting pretty comfortable in the discomfort of disappointment. So here we are halfway through the year. And this is what I'm learning. I just wanted to kind of give you a bit of a rundown on what's been going on. So I've learned that I am disappointed a lot. (laughs) And it's not even over like the big dreams and goals stuff because like for lots of reasons, there's been quite a few sort of disappointments in my business this year. The latest Self-Belief Coaching Academy class was a bit smaller than I expected. Um, I've had to delay the launch date of Self-Belief School to September. All of this has had a bit of an impact on my income. I haven't really been able to get a running start on my book in the way I'd hoped. And honestly, I've been pretty okay with these bigger, potentially quite disappointing events. But I've realized that I reserve my most acute disappointment for quite small things, sometimes petty things, and often involving other people. So a couple of examples. Ash bought me flowers, and they were roses. And my first response was, oh, Christ, what a cliche. Do you not know me at all? (laughs) Like, I was disappointed that he bought roses. And I had to kind of have a word to myself and be like, pull yourself together. This is Ash. He's expressing his care and his love. And he gets to do that in whatever way feels good to him. And kind of don't be such a dick about it. It's kind of interesting, right? What I choose to be disappointed by. I've also had a few instances of making small talk with our neighbor, whose name is Jo, but I keep calling her Joy because she's made complaining into a kind of Olympic sport. And there's been two new houses just being built on the other side of our road. And I just, we've had vans and, you know, lots of construction noise and things like that. And I just mentioned to her how good it was to see the front gardens being planted out on the new houses and all the vans would be gone soon. And (laughs) her response was, well, they're family homes. So that means there'll be at least two cars on each house. So we'll have even less parking. (laughs) And I just thought, oh my God, you're such hard work. Like every encounter with you is disappointing. And look, I have no idea what happened to Joy Jo to make her this way. I just know I don't want to end up in that kind of frame of mind all the time. I don't want to expect to be disappointed. I don't want to manage my expectations or filter out my excitement and joy. I don't want to kind of anticipate disappointment before something's even happened. And that is almost all of the mainstream advice I've come across in reading about disappointment is we should manage our expectations. Often they are unrealistic in the first place. And I just thought, oh, that just fills me with kind of dread and it feels really ick to me. So if I'm going to be okay with disappointment, the only way to do that is to get comfortable with it, to kind of feel a bit more neutral about it. And the only way I really know how to do that is to kind of go into it, like to be with it. 
So what I've learned is that disappointment, unlike a lot of other emotional states, is not a clean and tidy emotion. I've just been practicing sitting in my disappointment and being really curious about what I'm actually feeling. And disappointment is not a clean and tidy emotion. It's very complex. So underneath it, there are other emotions that kind of glom onto each other. So I've been keeping a little tally of stuff I felt when disappointed, and it has had a few different kinds of flavors to it. So at times I felt anger, sadness, hurt, frustration, self-pity, impatience, envy, blame, or guilt. Now, these are not my favorite things to feel. They're not pleasant on their own. But when it's a combo deal, it's really bloody difficult to feel all of that. Just sitting in disappointment and noticing that I was often feeling a mix of at least two or three of that list, that was quite revelatory. Like I could see why it's just so hard to be with. So following on from that, I guess the the second thing I've learned is that disappointment sometimes needs somewhere to go. And I think it's because it is just such a big old mess of feelings. It's not that easy to just sit in it and let it pass. And I think it needs somewhere to go. So I was overhearing the tiny humans that are neighbors on the other side of us. One of them is four years old and he was experiencing some disappointment at some last-minute changes to his afternoon plans. I thought he had quite a reasonable response, given the context. He started saying, no, 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 mummy, I don't want that. And his mum reassured him that, well, sadly, that's what's going to happen. So this turned into crying, and eventually that went a bit nuclear, and in the end, he had to have an emergency poo. So... (laughs) My tiny neighbor's mum just kept reassuring him that it was okay to be disappointed. It was okay to cry. And in the end, it was okay for him to ask for some help to go and have a poo. Disappointment needs somewhere to go. And, you know, I forget that I can do this as a grown-up. I can write out how I'm feeling. I can ask a friend if I can just have 10 minutes to unload I can feel what's happening. Sometimes that means I have a bit of a cry or a yell. You know, being aware of any sense of obligation to just get over it has been a real doorway. And I think this has been so healing because when I was growing up, when this sort of discomfort with disappointment was was created, I often didn't have anyone validating my experience. There was just this load of feelings And no grown-ups were there to reassure me that this was okay. And if my feelings did come out in front of someone, I was often told to stop it. The healing of just allowing myself to feel what I'm feeling without any agenda of speeding up the process, just letting myself know what you're feeling is okay. You can sit with this. You can experience it. You don't have to move it. You don't have to change it. You don't have to fix it. Nothing's gone wrong. Genuinely experiencing those emotions, no matter how kind of difficult and painful and confusing and messy they were, I don't know, there's something kind of beautiful about that. Like I'm so 
grateful to my little four-year-old teacher for just letting me know that sometimes you need to have a bit of a tantrum and I could just be present in that. The other thing I've learned is how quickly disappointment can invite us to warp the meaning of any event that causes it. And I've talked about this a bit on the podcast before, I think, about the difference between clean pain and dirty pain. So clean pain is a very natural response to hurt. Uh, Clean pain is like the pain that's a direct result of a life event. And dirty pain is the pain that comes from all the stories and judgments that we make up it means to have had that life event. So when it comes to disappointment, really clean pain can just sound like, oh, I'm disappointed that you didn't make contact after our second date because I felt some real chemistry. Or I'm disappointed in how many likes that Instagram post didn't get because I put so much thought into that. Or I'm disappointed my car didn't pass its MOT because I'm worried about how how I'm going to pay for the two new tyres. Whereas dirty pain sounds like I'm disappointed that you didn't make contact after our second date because I felt real chemistry and clearly you didn't and it's impossible to find love. Right, I'm disappointed in how many likes that Instagram post didn't get because I put so much thought into it and either the algorithm hates me or none of my followers care about my work and so what's the point of me even having a business, <laughs> right? Or I'm disappointed my car didn't pass its MOT because I'm worried about how to pay for two new tyres and I'm so rubbish at being an adult and why do bad things always happen to me? Right, so disappointment is this massive magnet for dirty pain meanings. It's a way to kind of add in additional judgment and made up stories, almost to try and protect ourselves from what is true. It's so easy to fall into that because disappointment is not one clean and tidy emotion. So we're already feeling something that touches on perhaps anger or sadness or hurt or frustration, self-pity, impatience, envy, blame, guilt. And it requires some real focused, conscious compassion to just stay with the clean pain. You know, what are the facts? Right? What do I know to be true here? And how do I feel? Right, So we're kind of validating the clean pain experience, validating what happened, what's true, and how I feel about it, and letting that be okay. And what I found is that disappointment can also be a way into acceptance. So six months into this little experiment, I'm starting to accept that I'm going to continue to be disappointed. That is part of life. It's part of being a human. And I also have to accept that I will probably continue to struggle to accept this, right, at various points throughout the rest of my life. And this is the challenge, right? It's kind of fundamental to being with disappointed is to accept I'll be disappointed, I will disappoint other people. You will be disappointed and you'll also disappoint other people. Life will continue to be disappointing. And so knowing this, like, what am I going to do? I think the only way is to accept it. So all of this is helping me to just be way more open to disappointment and to just catch myself when I'm in that place of feeling that disappointment, 
to kind of sit with, okay, what's true here? What do I know to be true? What am I doing? How many kind of additional stories am I adding in here? Is there a response I can just, you know, interrupt this feeling with? You know, can I say to myself, hey, this is Ash. (laughs) He is doing his best. This is the new you. The old you would have just gone, oh, this is terrible. I can't possibly be with this person who sends me at cliched roses like a dick. New you is going, hey, it's okay to be disappointed by the roses. Probably don't share that information, right? So there are ways that I can just hold it a little bit more lightly. And I tell you, I am stunned by how much more joy I feel. It's this mad kind of paradox that makes me think the cosmos is laughing at me, but it's definitely true. Like I'm just less bothered by being disappointed than I was in January. And as a consequence of that, I'm just having a lot more fun. I don't know what your word of the year was. Maybe it was joy, (laughs) bliss, presence, nourishment. You know, lots of people choose words that are kind of soul food, right? And I guess maybe it's no surprise that I chose disappointment is that that's something that has kind of been my soul food. And now I'm saying, hey, I want to try something new. So whatever your word of the year was, maybe now's a good time just to check in and see how it's going for you. Does it still feel important? Does it still feel relevant? How do you want to change things up for the second half of the year? Well, it's coming up to summer solstice here in the Northern Hemisphere, and um, I'm going to be jumping in the sea with my women friends. And, you know, that's a pretty dangerous thing to do in the UK because it's bloody freezing. So I expect to be thoroughly disappointed by the temperature of the water. (laughs) And I think it's a rocky beach, right? So I'm used to New Zealand beaches, which are all golden sands. This one is going to be English and it's going to be rocky. So I'm just going to rock up and see how disappointed I can be and let that be held quite lightly. And I just know that that whole day is going to be absolutely jam-packed full of joy and some disappointment. So whatever you're doing to celebrate the halfway point of the year, I hope it is full of a little bit of joy. Maybe there'll be some disappointment too, but I'm hoping that you're going to be with that and it will all be all right. And I will see you all back here in a few months after a little break. I can't wait to share self-belief school with you. So please do sign up if you think, oh, you know what? I really do want to tackle my self-doubt. We'll be starting the end of September and uh, the main program is 12 weeks long. So it will take us into the holiday period, which, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be good fun. All right, my loves, take care of yourself and I will see you soon. Hey, if you're listening to Courage and Spice and you like what you hear, would you mind doing me a favor and opening up the podcast in the iTunes podcast app? Just click on the icon for Courage and Spice and scroll down to ratings and reviews to share your support. This will help other people find the podcast and you'll absolutely make my day. I still am blown away that over a hundred people have left five-star reviews for this little podcast that's all about self-doubt. Who knew this was such an interesting topic? Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you.